This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to present the original radio broadcast from 80 years ago during the days of the war, with the occasional more recent radio program about the war. Today we have a little taste of the home front. It's the February 17th, 1944 episode of the Abbott and Costello program as it aired over NBC. But Abbott and Lou Costello were the most popular and highest paid comedy team of the World War II era, starring in numerous successful films and their hit radio show. They also made a lot of money for the war effort. The duo raised an estimated $85 million in war bonds during two national tours. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com podcast, where you can find links to past episodes and other information. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ww2radio. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Abbott and Costello program brought to you by Camel, the cigarette that's first in the service. Camels stay fresh, cool smoking, and slow burning because they're packed to go around the world. Listen to the music of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the songs of Connie Haynes. Tonight's guest, the Paramount star of And the Angels Sing, Miss Dorothy L'Amour, and starring Bud Abbott and Luke Costello. Costello, stop all that noise. Well, good evening, Your Honor. What do you mean? How are you, Your Honor? All right. How are you feeling, Your Honor? What's the matter? Greetings, Your Honor. Costello, please don't call me Your Honor around here. Abbott, don't be so modest. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you all to know that my old pal, Bud Abbott, has just been elected mayor of Sherman Oaks, California. So help me, this is no gag, it's on the level. And I say... And that, that's the truth. And I say, let's give his hollow, uh, her uh, uh, let's give his honor a great big hand. Speech, Abbott. Speech. Come on, give the speech. All right. <clears throat> that's uh, a little too short, Abbott. I was... <laughs> Make another one that we'll understand. Make I, another speech. I didn't start yet, Costello. Come on, what are you 
away for it. Go ahead, make a speech. Uh, okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's all. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, just a minute, Costello. Notice the way he talks now, ladies and gentlemen. Now, just a minute. So fluently. Now, listen, Lou, please. I'm very Watching proud. my eyes. I Never mind. I am very proud to be mayor of Sherman Oaks. It's a beautiful little town. Yes, I'll say it is. I just drove through it on the way down here, Abbott. You did? What's that little green building right next to the pool room? Oh, that's the city hall. Well, you better get out there right away. The rats are dragging it down the sewer. <laughs> Costello, are you insinuating that Sherman Oaks is a small town? Brother, that town is so small, the motorcycle cop goes around on roller skates. Oh. Boy, is it a lonely place. Lonely? You heard me, Abbott. It's so lonely out there, the mosquitoes go around stinging each other. No, no. <laughs> But I like the way it's laid out. What do you mean? It's a graveyard with lights. <laughs> All right, Costello, go ahead and laugh, but wait until next week. I'm moving into the mayor's residence. The mayor's residence. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lovely house. Two rooms and a path. No, no. <laughs> Not bad, path. All right. You wait until you see it next week. I'm going to have the most beautiful house in Sherman Oaks. I'm putting a wing on it. Why don't you put two wings on it and fly it over to Glendale? Oh, Costello, there's no sense discussing politics with you. You're too ignorant. Ignorant? I'll have you know that in my class of school, I was a moron. A moron? Is that good? In my class, it's excellent. Oh. oh, never mind politics. We have something more important to think about. We're starting our new picture at MGM next week, and we've got to find a new leading lady. Abbott, you're right. The last leading lady we had, boy, was she murdered. Why? What was wrong with her? Every time I kissed her, she sounded like she was gargling. And what was she doing? Gargling? <laughs> well, you have nothing to worry about this time. Metro says we can cast the whole picture ourselves. Oh, good, good. Well, good evening, boys. Oh, it's Ken Niles. Well, Say, Ken, Costello and I are getting ready to cast our next picture, and we are looking for a leading lady. Well, of course, my beautiful wife would be wonderful for the part. Look, Niles, we're not making a horror picture. <laughs> now, look here, Costello. I'll have you know that my wife is a prize beauty. I stole her from Cary Grant. That ought to teach Grant to keep his stable door locked. <laughs> I heard that remark... It's Mrs. Niles, Lula. I said it for you to hear. Take it easy. No, 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 no. I'll have you know, Costello, that I could be a star in pictures. Why, why, only last week a director told me that there was character, dignity, strength, and intelligence in my face. He must have been reading between the lines. <laughs> Costello, that, that's very unkind. Mrs. Niles has no lines in her face. Oh, no. If she had a string on each ear, she'd look like a Venetian blind. <laughs> only one reason why I don't break you in two. Well, what is it? I couldn't stand two of you. <laughs> oh, you really told him that time, dear. Oh, you're a card. <laughs> oh, no, Kenneth, you're a card. Oh, no, no, you're a card. Oh, I insist, Kenneth, you are a card. Well, there's a couple old cards. They, they ought to get lost in a shuffle. All right. <laughs> you kids are laughing before the jokes are out. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, quit arguing, Costello. Mrs. Niles may be just the leading lady we were looking for. Oh, thank you, Mr. Abbott. Oh, but you better give me a contract at once because two leading men are fighting over me right now. Who are they? Frankenstein and Dracula? <laughs> oh, you, you bloated blubberhead. Why, I could get hit by a truck and look better than you do. Not if I was driving a truck. <laughs> I've never been so insulted since, since last week. Come, Kenneth. Oh, Costello, you're always insulting people. 
fighting with I them. I can't help it. Well, why don't you be like me, with dignity? I have poison personality. Yes, everybody says you've got a poison personality. Uh, just a <laughs> minute. Ever elected you mayor. Just a minute. As the mayor of Sherman Oaks, I have to mingle with the people. For instance, yesterday I, I christened a ship. Well, what's so terrific about that? What do you mean? I'm supposed to christen an old oil tanker today, right after this program. <laughs> Answer that. Hello, Costello speaking. Mr. Costello, this is the shipyard. Are you coming down here to christen the tanker today? Yeah, 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 I'll be there. Well, you better bring another lo- uh, along another bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of miles south of Pearl Harbor is Christmas Island, pinpoint of land in the South Pacific, one among scores of little-known islands garrisoned by American fighting men. To Christmas Island, to United States bases throughout the world, go camel cigarettes by the million, by the ton, for camels are first with men in all the services according to actual sales records. And when camels get to the mid-Pacific, or to you, they're fresh, cool-smoking and slow-burning. For camels are packed to go around the world. Because camels are so fresh, because they have more flavor, more people want camels now, both at home and overseas. So remember, if your store was sold out today, try again. Camel cigarettes are worth asking for again. C-A-M-E-L-S Camel cigarettes. Camel standard of costlier tobaccos is the same for soldier, for civilian, anywhere in the world. Come in. Pardon me, I'm looking for two gentlemen. Well, uh, we're Abbott and Costello. All right, I'll keep on looking. Uh, 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 hey, just a minute, kid. Who might you be? I might be Hedy Lamar, but I'm not. Uh, we might be Abbott and Costello. But and we are. We are, certainly. I understand you two boys is making a picture. How did you find that out? Bad news travels fast. <laughs> well, boys, how about the past? I'm a leading lady type. Hey, Abbott, this dame is so ugly, she looks like Mrs. Niles with a hangover. <laughs> Take it easy, boy. With me, looks is no problem. In my last picture, I was beautiful. They photographed me to a cheesecloth. They should have photographed the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute, miss. I'd like to know who sent you over here. I'll have you to understand I'm a personal friend from Goldwyn. He thinks I'm a very fine actress. Goldwyn. 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 Hey, Abbott. What? If she's a friend of Goldwyn's, we'll have to give her a chance. You're right. You're right, Costello. Go ahead, miss. Uh, do something. Well, I'll do for you a little poem I'm using only for auditions. It's a shorty. <laughs> <laughs> Goes like this. My mother sent me to the store to buy a sour pickle. The man gave me a pickle and I handed him a penny. What kind of poem is that? It don't rhyme. When the guy gives you a pickle, you hand him a nickel. Nickel, pickle. Pickle, nickel. That rhymes. I should pay a nickel for a pickle just to make it rhyme. Uh, look here, miss. Are you sure Sam Goldwyn sent you over here? What's Sam Goldwyn? Max Goldwyn by the... Max! Hey, listen, Abbott. Now, what kind of dames are we going to be getting in our picture? Well, now, don't get excited, Costello. I- I've already talked to Dorothy Lamour, and she's uh, going to come over and discuss the part of our leading lady. Dorothy Lamour? Yes. Boy, oh boy. I can hardly wait till she gets here. 
You know, I feel like kissing her again. Again? Did you ever kiss Dorothy Lamore? No, but once before, I felt like it. <laughs> Boy, am I going to have fun being Dorothy Lamore's leading man. Well, for your information, Costello, I am going to be Miss Lamore's leading man. But you have a part, too. You're going to be the stuntman. Stuntman? Not me, Abbott. I had an uncle who was a stuntman. He used to take his right hand and stick it in a lion's mouth. Really? Mm-hmm. What's your uncle's name? Now we call him Lefty. Lefty. <laughs> Costello, you love the part of a stuntman. Uh, you'll be all through the picture with Dorothy Lamore. Now, in the opening scene, Dorothy is kidnapped by a desert sheep. He rides away with her on his horse. Look, look, there he goes. Which way? What's the difference which way? I gotta know where to look. Quiet. <laughs> look, look, there right. he goes. Right. Quiet. Quiet, listen, we have no time to lose. We must chase after the kidnapper. You okay. jump on your horse. I jump on my horse. As you land on the saddle, your grip is sure. Yeah. Your face is sturdy. My face is sturdy. Your clutch is strong. How's my transmission? Okay. Ah, never mind. <laughs> your horse leaps forward. Yeah. And you give him uh, the bit. I give him a bit? Yes. I, I give him a what? You give the horse a bit in his mouth. What kind of talk is that? Give him a bit in the mouth. You mean I give him a bite in the mouth? No, 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 Costello. You dig in the spurs. Your horse leaps forward. You saw through space. Soar where? Soars on the horse. You can say that again. <laughs> Finally, we head off the kidnapper, and we must throw myself in front of the kidnapper's horse. That's where you come in. What do you mean? Well, you're the stuntman. Mm-hmm. Now, to rescue Dorothy Lamore, you take my place and stop the runaway horse with your manly chest. I ain't stopping my horse with my beautiful body. No. Now listen at it. How much money do I get in this picture for risking my life? What do you care about the money? It's the experience you need. Oh, so it's the experience I need. Yeah, 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 yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Now, the horse is running madly toward you. He's frothing at the mouth. You jump in front of him and grab him by the mane. By the mane what? No, the mane, the mane, the horse's neck. Horse's neck? Yeah. By the neck? What do I care if they're like the Roman? Oh, quiet. A horse? Is a horse? Just a minute. They gotta go with other horses. Wait a minute, let me finish this. What do you think we get little horses? Never mind that. I think it's gotta... All right, all right, all right. There's a fierce struggle. And the horse drags you for a hundred yards, trying to throw you. Your head is bouncing over the ruts in the road. Boy, am I in a groove. <laughs> but you hang on. I hang on. You don't mind the ruts. No, I've been in a rut for years. Uh, at last, the horse stumbles over you, throws you to the ground with a terrific force, and comes to a stop. Where am I? Under the horse. That's a horse on me. <laughs> and then with a sigh... Now, wait a second. How much they... money did you say I was going to get for this? I said forget the money. It's the experience you need. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's the experience that I That's need. right. Now, let me continue. And then with a sigh of gratitude, Dorothy Lamore slips off the horse into her hero's arms. Gee, into my arms? What? Woo! Wait a minute. What do you mean, your arms? I'm the hero. And I bend down and I kiss Miss Lamore tenderly. What's the big ad- idea, Rabbit? I mean, I saved her. Why can't I kiss but her? Costello, you're not being paid to kiss Dorothy Lamore. What do I care about money? It's the experience. Of- Get out of here! Johnny Haynes introduces a brand new song for which he predicts a huge success. It's called My Love, You Haven't Gone Away. My love, you haven't gone away.
Play me something sweet and low. No, I mean something sweet and low and flat. Yes, that's flat. And it can be worse than your cigarette. If your cigarette has developed a case of wartime flatness, then you're looking for a cigarette that won't go flat no matter how many you smoke. Get camels. Camel cigarettes do have more flavor, the result of expert blending of costlier tobaccos. More flavor is what helps camels hold up. Keep from going flat, no matter how many you smoke. Prove that for yourself in your own taste and throat. Your T-Zone proving ground for camel cigarettes' rich extra flavor and smooth extra mildness. And remember, camels stay fresh, cool smoking, and slow burning because they're packed to go around the world. C-A-M-E-L-S Camel cigarettes. They're first in the service. They've got what it takes. Hey, Abbott, there's somebody riding into the studio on a horse. Whoa, crooner! <laughs> Costello, look who it is. It's Dorothy Lamore. Late. Dorothy, what took you so long to get here? Well, I rode over on one of Crosby's horses. Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy, you look beautiful tonight. You know, I've always been one of your picture fans. And I... Thank I, you, I, Bud, and I've always been one of your radio fans. And I... I now I, that I've met you, I'll be one of your personal fans. Yes, and now I... Now that I've met you, Bud, I'll be one of your picture fans. If you do, don't stop fanning each other, I'm going to get pneumonia. <laughs> I was one of your fans, you're one of my fans... What if the two of you go with Sally Rand or something? All right, all right, never mind, no remarks. Yeah, you're the fan and us are wrong. Oh. But who in the world is this overstuffed grub worm? Grub worm? <laughs> now listen here, Dorothy. I became a star before you were born. Really? Really. And I didn't have to dress up in a torn shower curtain to do it either. <laughs> now, now, Costello. That's not... <laughs> That's no way to talk about Dorothy Lamore's sarong. Why, that sarong has earned a lot of money for Dorothy. Yes, I can see it runs into a nice figure. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet, Costello. Uh, Dorothy, I invited you over here because I'd like you to be the leading lady in our next picture. Well, I haven't finished the picture I'm making now with Bing Hope and Bob Crosby. 
King Hope and Bob Crosby. <laughs> Read it right, kid. What kind of talk is that? Sounds like Abbott's bit in the mouth. <laughs> well, you know who I mean, Hope and Crosby. Oh, those guys. Why, they're just a couple of golfers, ain't they? <laughs> Don't be a caddy. <laughs> Bob and Bing are very good friends of mine. Matter of fact, I call them Gabby and Flabby. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know, that sounds like us. I- I'm Gabby. And I'm Flap Flap. <laughs> well, so I'm Low Man again. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, Costello. Listen, Dorothy, what's the name of the picture you're making with Hope and Crosby? Well, it's another road film. It's called Road to Utopia. The Road to what, Hopia? Utopia. It's a place where nobody works. The moon is always shining, and the people just sit out under the stars and make love. That's Utopia. That ain't Utopia. That's Griffith Park. (laughs) Uh, Listen, Dottie. Dottie, I'm sure you'd like our picture. Well, I think so, too. You know, I'm going to play the part of a jitterbug in a post office. Well, that's silly. What would a jitterbug be doing in a post office? I'm standing at the stamp window getting in some hot licks. (laughs) (laughs) Some joke, eh, Dottie? When it comes to jokes, we got 100% moron this program. Yeah, and you're the 100% moron. You see, Abbott, I told you I was a moron, and you wouldn't believe me. (laughs) Moron's a high-class jerk. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Pay no attention to him, Dottie. In this picture, uh, you and I are going to do a love scene. My name is Abe, and your name is Anna. I see. You're Abe, and I'm Anna. Yes. We have a little fight, and we split up. What a picture. Abe, banana split. (laughs) Now, 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 stop that, Costello. Get out the script of our picture, and let's run through the desert scene with Miss Lamore. Okay, but here it is. Now, in this scene, Dottie, you're an Arabian princess, Ben Ali, and I'm your cousin... Bowling alley. <laughs> You're bowling alley? Yes. If she's going to wear a sarong, I want to be her pin boy. <laughs> boy, will I get stuck. You know, Costello, I think you'd make a wonderful pin boy. You do? Yes, you've got just the head for it. <laughs> well, let's get back to the scene now. Come on. Uh, what part do I play, Costello? You play the part of an Arabian civilian. An Arabian civilian? <laughs> Wait a minute. An Arabian civilian. Uh, what's my name? Hassan Ben Drafted. H- Hassan? <laughs> what did you say? Hassan Ben Drafted? Yet. Yet? Oh, oh. All right, so much for the parts. Now, let's try it out. Ken, you set the scene. Ready? Music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we now present a soggy, sagging saga of the Sahara, starring Dorothy Lamour and Abbott and Costello. The story is entitled, Two Dirty Bedouins, or It's Time to Change the Sheiks. <laughs> As the scene opens, we see two footsore and weary Arabs trudging across the desert. They are approaching the small town of blemish on the chin. Curtain? We must hurry, Costello. The lovely... That's your line. That's your line. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy, Abbott. I can't take another step. This hand is terrible. Well, and it was my line, too. Yes. We must hurry, Costello. The lovely Princess Benelli is being held captive by that wicked sultan, Atfei Elibay. <laughs> <laughs> that Atfei Elibay has certainly gone to pot. Shh, quiet. We're approaching the sultan's tent. Help! Help! Save me! Save me! <laughs> 
Costello, that's the voice of the princess. It's coming from this tent here. Hello, in there. Did you bust the tube or something? Hello. <laughs> Hello, in there. It's me, princess, me, your friend. Your friend, the Riff. Hello, Riff. What do you hear from Rath? <laughs> oh, things are pretty rough with the Riff. Riff, rough, rough, Riff. All right, all right, quiet, please, please. Wake up, everyone. It's dark in this tent, Princess. I can hardly see you. There she is, Abbott. Boy, she sure has gotten skinny. You're looking at the tent pole, stupid. I'm the one over here with the turban on my head. My, my, but that's a pretty turban. Yes, it was designed by Diana. How do you like that? The new Diana turban. (laughs) Come, Princess. We will help you escape from the wicked sultan. Yes, I've been in this tent so long, I'm getting flap happy. Shh, shh, quiet. Someone's coming, listen. The world will always welcome lovers as time goes by. Moonlight and love songs never out of day. Hey, who was that? That's Humphrey Bogart. He's walking back from Casablanca. <laughs> You must get me out of here. The Sultan is going to sell me as a slave. Don't worry, Princess. We will help you get out, escape. But it's... <laughs> but it's 500 miles across the desert. Do you have a car? Nope. Do you have a jeep? Nope. Well, do you have horses? Nope. But I got a wagon. But who's going to pull the wagon? My little Pekingese dog. How can a little Pekingese dog pull the three of us in a big wagon? We've got whips. <laughs> Before we go, Dorothy, I will give you the kiss that made me famous. The kiss of fire! Like this. You ain't kidding, are you? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I... Don't pay me this week. (laughs) That's what I call fire! You better throw on some more coal. (laughs) Hey, it's the salt... Bay. So, I catch you red-handed trying to steal the beautiful princess. Aha, 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 aha. Oh, a double feature. <laughs> hey, Abbott, when I give you the ignal say, I'll stay the light slay. All right. You got it? All right, come on, cut out the lights. I've got the Sultan's horse. I've got the Sultan's horse. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, we did it, Costello. We escaped from the Sultan. Wait a minute. We have to go back. Oh, you dummy, I've got it right here in my arms. Look, she's fainted. She may be dying, Abbott. Oh, princess, a beautiful princess, lift your veil and speak to me. Of course, Goldwyn said the He thinks I'm a fine actor. Yeah! 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 Abbott and Costello will be back in just a moment. Thanks to the Yanks of the Week. Tonight, we salute Private Grady Robbins of Enid, Oklahoma, one of a small unit of Americans attacking German positions near the Anzio beachhead. After the men in his unit were thrown back four times before barbed wire defense works, Private Robbins took a light machine gun off its tripod and, holding it in his hands, fired it as he walked forward, enabling the other infantrymen to pour through the entanglements and take the position. In your honor, Private Grady Robbins... The makers of camels are sending to our soldiers overseas 300,000 camel cigarettes. (laughs) 
Each of the four Camel Radio shows honors a Yank of the Week, sends 300,000 Camel cigarettes overseas, a total of more than a million Camels sent free each week. In this country, the traveling Camel caravans have thanked audiences of more than three and a half million Yanks with free shows and free Camels. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States four times a week, a short wave to our men overseas and to South America. Listen tomorrow to Gary Moore and Jimmy Durante. Saturday to Bob Hawk in Thanks to the Yanks. Monday to Blondie. And next Thursday to Abbott and Costello with their guest, Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. And now here's Abbott and Costello with the final word. Uh, no, folks, we're a little late, so I'll just say good night and God bless you all. Tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show with our special guest, Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. Remember, camel cigarettes are packed to go around the world. Camels stay fresh, cool smoking, and slow burning because they're packed to go around the world. This is Ken Niles wishing you a very pleasant good night from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. We hope these old-time radio programs entertain and help you learn more about what Americans experienced during the war 80 years ago. Be sure to visit brickpicklemedia.com slash podcast for past episodes and more information 